Good morning. Today we're starting a new series called Why, W-H-Y. As followers of Jesus, we're going to examine why we do what we do. Why do we gather? Why do we worship? Why do we serve? Why do we evangelize? And I want to finish this series with a message entitled, Why Grace Life? I want to share what the distinctives are for Grace Life, what our vision, our purpose, our hope, what we're trying to build, and what we're all about at Grace Life. And I'm really excited about this series because my pursuit for the past few years is how do we live out the gospel? A coach can call a timeout and diagram a play and, and teach and practice the theory and the reasons behind the play. But if they don't execute the play, then what good is the knowledge if it doesn't make a difference? And I'm most interested in training us on how to live out the gospel uh, rather than just acquiring knowledge of the gospel. For me, it always goes back to the concept of how could a person know so much about the Bible, attend church his whole life, yet still be such a horrible person? We may know a few Christians like that, where knowledge of God doesn't translate into transformation. And also, we want to focus on the process of sanctification or becoming more like Christ. We want the broken to experience restoration and healing. And in my observation, we are all broken. And I badly want us to experience restoration and healing. I want that for you. And I want that for me. And I want us to experience that together. I want us to celebrate your recovery. I want us to root for you. I want us to support you. I want us to encourage you. And I, I want us to challenge you. So I'm excited for what God may have for us this season. To start off the series, I'd like to talk about why hospitality? Why hospitality in the context of our Grace Life community? Our goal at Grace Life is to live out what Jesus calls the greatest commandment, to love God with everything that you have and to love people the same way. The greatest way to love people and to demonstrate God's love is through hospitality. Hospitality matters. If we believe that people matter to God, then hospitality matters. The word hospitality is translated in the New Testament as philoxenia, philo love, phileo love, and xenia stranger. So it literally means a love of a stranger. You might know the opposite of that, which is xenophobia, which means fear of the stranger or fear of the foreigner. Many people condemn xenophobia and call it racist or prejudiced, yet we don't realize that the lack of loving a stranger or lack of showing hospitality looks no different than xenophobia. Let me say that again. The lack of showing hospitality looks no different than xenophobia. For example, do you love homeless people? Yes. Will you go to Skid Row and serve them? No. And when it comes to church, I would submit to you the lack of hospitality that we show strangers or visitors or guests look no different than xenophobia. Do you love guests at our church? Yes. Will you say hello to them? No. No, I, I don't. Or no, I won't. And unfortunately for a few of us, that's our response. It's xenophobia, not philoxenia. 1 Peter 4 8 to 10 says this Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Love each other deeply, offer hospitality. In Romans 12 13, we are commanded to practice hospitality. 
It says, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Practice in this verse is defined as uh, with intense effort, with a definite purpose or goal. In other words, practice hospitality with intense effort. Practice hospitality with a definite purpose or goal. It can be translated, be eager to show hospitality. We want to demonstrate hospitality in our church context, and we want to invite you to help us and be part of a team. We want people to experience tremendous hospitality at Grace Life, but more than a formal committee of people, hospitality is an attitude of the heart. It's a desire to serve. It's a a love for others that is first before being a nice building with good decorations and yummy food, which is what we typically understand hospitality to be in a church. We understand it as nice facilities and fancy food, but hospitality is an attitude of the heart in relationship with Jesus. We cannot be a hospitable church without all of us having the heart of hospitality. The theology of hospitality is simply making space for the other. In fact, I could argue that hospitality is how the Bible begins in Genesis back to the Garden of Eden. God literally makes space for humankind. He didn't have to, right? God was perfectly happy. He was content within the Trinity, but he makes space for life to take shape. And we are all the other that God makes space for. And this space was the most hospitable place ever created, the Garden of Eden. It's paradise because it was made for complete human flourishing. And the Hebrew word for that is shalom. So good hospitable places make room for God to transform lives. God is really into preparing spaces for us. I mean, Jesus says in John 14, I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may also be. At Grace Life, we need to prepare a space for people to feel like they have come home. Henry Nouwen said, Hospitality is the creation of a space where the stranger can enter and become a friend instead of an enemy. John Mark Comer defines hospitality as expressing the welcome of God to all through tangible acts of love. Expressing the welcome of God to all through tangible acts of love. He tells a story of an author, Rosaria Butterfield, who was a lesbian and professor at Syracuse University. Her specialty was postmodern critical theory, and she was writing a a book on how Bible-believing Christians are the worst people. For the book, she had to spend time with Bible-believing Christians that she had grown to hate, and at the end of her interviews and research, she wrote an angry op-ed against uh, Promise Keepers, which was a national men's ministry. A local pastor reached out and said, I read your article. Thank you for your thoughts. We would love to have you over for dinner. Well, she had to do more research, so she agreed. And she was invited to their house on a regular basis, and uh, she accepted and found that their life, their family, and their faith to be so genuine and so compelling over a period of time that she became a believer and follower of Jesus Christ. And her final conclusions were that the LGBT community does a way better job of welcoming strangers than the church. Comer says, quote, and that we need to recapture this ancient practice as our heritage and not a fringe idea just for extroverted people with a nice home who like to entertain, but as core to following Jesus, 
Those that are introverted are not exempt from demonstrating hospitality. This is just the way of Jesus stuff. Hospitality and welcoming is core to following Jesus. Rosaria Butterfield in her book said, Hospitality is turning strangers into neighbors and neighbors into family. That hospitality is turning strangers into neighbors and neighbors into family. Think of all the friendships and the relationships you have now. At one point in time, you were total strangers and you met and now you have become friends and even family. A well-known theologian said, Welcome is one of the signs that a community is alive. To invite others to be with us is a sign that we aren't afraid of them, that we have a treasure of truth and a peace to share with them. Recapturing the rich practice of hospitality is part of the solution for once again becoming a vibrant church. I believe that we're lacking a vibrancy partially because we are inwardly focused. At this point, my assessment of us would be that we are still focused on ourselves and not strangers or people we don't know. There isn't much movement and energy and vibrancy of meeting new people and discovering the beauty of others. Even though most churches say that they're friendly, some of them really just mean that their members are friendly to people they already know. I mean, we all naturally talk to people we know, not to people we don't know. But we can change that culture. It's up to us. Rick Warren, in the early days of Saddleback Church, instituted uh, the three-minute rule. Guests are usually the uh, among the first to leave at the end of a worship series service, excuse me. Um, and by the way, when we're looking for for a church to attend after we came back from Hong Kong, I can honestly say that the loneliest time of the week was the five minutes after church service ended. I remember looking around and no one said hello and. No one invited us to anything, and I remember the feeling, uh, well, I guess we just go home. We just go straight home then. And so guests are first to leave, and longtime members stay the longest. And Pastor Rick would tell his longtime members to find someone who looks like a guest, and they're usually easy to spot. They're always looking around. And uh, talk to a person right after service. And he'd encourage uh, them to spend some time getting to know these guests and making them feel welcome. And they had plenty of time to talk to their friends who would like, most likely be sticking around anyway. But a culture like this doesn't happen overnight. It is developed from one interaction at a time, one Sunday at a time, that becomes a series of experiences. We are culture creators. We create a welcoming culture by the interactions we have with guests or the lack of interactions we have with guests. What you do matters, and what you don't do matters. And what you do or don't do could ultimately affect the trajectory of someone's life. Because of your hospitality, this could be where someone meets Christ for the first time. Or because of the lack of hospitality, that same person could leave and never explore Christianity ever again. We as a church, we don't get a second chance to make a first impression. We must realize that every Sunday is someone's first Sunday. All of us had a first Sunday here at Grace Life. Every Sunday is someone's first Sunday. Hospitality changed my life. Hospitality made me feel accepted. I moved to California from Wisconsin, and I knew no one here except outside of my relatives. And I visited this small church in Orange County, and a guy was an older brother at UCLA, and he took me in. 
He let me sleep at his place on the weekends. He gave me rides to church or anywhere I needed. He paid for my meals. It changed the trajectory of my life. I was actually at his house when the Northridge earthquake hit. And if it wasn't for his hospitality, I probably wouldn't have stayed at that church. I wouldn't have served at the church. I wouldn't have said yes to Jesus to be a pastor. I wouldn't have met my and married my wife. I wouldn't have my precious son. So his hospitality changed my life. And you might have a similar story like that. The number one emotion people experience when they uh, visit a church is typically fear. They're worried about things like, what will other people think of us? Uh, what are they going to do? Uh, will I have to sign something? Do I have to sing something? Do I have to sacrifice something? Do I have to say something? They don't know what's going to happen and they're, they're pretty much scared, scared. And, uh, we can be there for them through it all. I mean, we've all been in that situation. And sometimes people come because of the preaching. Sometimes people come because of the music. Some people, uh, like the, the youth programs and the kids programs. But I'm convinced there's often an overlooked factor on why people come back. It's because someone showed interest, care, and hospitality towards them. Our biggest crime is ignoring those who've made the effort to come to a new and foreign place for the first time with the expectation that they would experience love and hope for the, from their visit. I mean, think about it. They've actually made the effort, and what they experience is neglect and isolation, and we've ignored their effort, and that's our biggest crime. But also, there's an African saying that hospitality is not only being a good host, but being a good guest. Are you willing to be a guest and go outside and go see people? Are you willing to go to lunch when it's going on at church? When people are gathering at church, do you always go home or do you stay with them? Hospitality is not only about being a good host, but being a good guest. It has also been said, if you feel alone... It's because you are not practicing hospitality. You are not hosting or you are not guesting. And we see this in youth group the most. Kids don't fit in or connect with other kids. It may be because that they are not practicing hospitality. They are not hosting or they are not guesting. The United Methodist Church has a dramatization about a fable of two churches. There are two churches who received the same message on the same day. And the message said, you're going to receive a, an honored guest next week. Be prepared. So churches do what they typically do when they receive a message like that. They form committees. And so church number one discussed what an honored guest may look like. They said that it would be probably be someone famous or someone who is a CEO of a business or someone with lots of money. Uh, probably will drive a nice car and be with an entourage. And they said, we'll, we'll surely recognize when this honored guest would come because there will be an aura about him. Church number two sat in their committee meeting and began to look into the Bible uh, and, and see what the Bible teaches of how you welcome someone. They read passages like, you are to welcome the stranger and the sojourner because you remember what it was like to be strangers and sojourners in Egypt. They read, uh, whenever you welcome one of the least of these of my brothers or sisters, you welcome me. And Jesus had said that. When they discussed how they would be able to recognize this special guest, they reasoned, surely it'll be a stranger, someone we, we won't know. It'll be a so sojourner, someone looking for a spiritual home. It might be someone whom they uh, did not immediately notice. 
One of the committee members mentioned that she was reading a mystery novel set in a monastery, and in that monastery, they were taught that whenever a stranger arrives, they are to treat every visitor as if that person was Jesus, each and every one of them. She recommended, maybe we should greet every visitor who comes here as if that person was Jesus come to visit us. They all thought that would be the safest and best thing to do since they had no idea how they would recognize this honored guest. They would simply greet everyone as if they were the honored guest, as if they were Jesus. So they began to train their people. They were taught to give an honest, authentic, open, and loving welcome. They were trained to introduce the honored guest to people around them to make sure they felt comfortable at home, in the service, and if possible, perhaps invite them out to lunch somewhere. They trained their people, and they were prepared. And that's how I would like us to see guests and people, as if they were Jesus coming to visit. Jesus said, Whatever you do to the least of these, you do it unto me. Christian author and pastor Max Lucator wrote this, It's no accident that hospitality and hospital come from the same Latin word, for they both lead to the same result, healing. May we be agents of healing for one another. May we treat hospitality as the core to following Jesus, as Christ demonstrated hospitality to us, and it changed our lives. May we demonstrate hospitality to others, so their lives may also be changed. Let's pray. Father, I ask that you would uh, give us that heart of hospitality, knowing that you've demonstrated hospitality to us, so that we may experience love and hope, peace and joy. And so, Father, we pray that um, that we would see it as core uh, to being a follower of Jesus Christ, that it's not some fringe idea only for those who are extroverted. But, Lord, help us to live the way of Jesus, live the way of hospitality, that we could create a culture that invites people into a relationship with Jesus. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.